Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Yellow Card. It's been an absolutely smashing week with Chelsea on song as usual. City was surprisingly held. United, it was an amazing match, and we'll get to it. But why don't we start with my favourites, Liverpool, and their scintillating performance against Crystal Palace? What were your thoughts on that debate? Hey, Chirag, what's up? And yes, I saw how you celebrated the Liverpool victory in the mountains and at Dharamshala Stadium. But uh, yeah, fantastic performance from Liverpool. They've, they've been going a little bit under the radar with all the hype around Manchester United, Manchester City and Chelsea. And they've, they've pr- probably made a statement here saying, you know what, we are right up there and we're, we're as much as title contenders as anyone else. No wastage of shots like last time from Sadio Mane scoring in the first half and then Salah in the second half with Nabi Keita getting a late goal. Completing a 3-0 convincing victory, even without their two uh, fullbacks. Uh, So, both Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold were not playing uh, and uh, they still managed to do a great job. So, I think overall, Liverpool are looking quite strong. Oh, absolutely. So, I'd agree with pretty much most of your comments. They're looking good, looking strong. Mane scored his 100th goal for Liverpool. So, I think all is well. Uh, Attacking, they're going, they're looking strong. Uh, I think he rested both the fullbacks, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, that just showed the strength in defence as well. And I think that they did did Van Dijk start alongside Konote, was it? So, I I think that that also, you know, will come to fruition in terms of uh, uh, them having both Konote and the central defence looking good. Having said that, my only worry in terms of the only worry in terms of maybe showing positive intent is the fact that we've not really played a really top class side other than Chelsea so far. Whereas if you compare it, I think Chelsea have already played Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs and are still very much up there. So, that is my only worry. But otherwise, yes, all positive. So, uh, the way I'd look at it, if I were Jürgen Klopp, is uh, you can only you know beat what's put in front of you. So, the time will come and, and Liverpool will show what they've made of. But definitely, definitely agree with uh, pretty much all your statements there. So, I'm very, very excited. Moving on to the champions now, Dipin. Because Manchester City held against Southampton. And remember that Pep actually asked... The City fans to come out and cheer their team in the Premier League. And it probably didn't go down well with too many of those fans. But that request was made after a tough Champions League week. And nil-nil. Nil-nil. And only one shot on target for Manchester City, which is kind of the most surprising. I'm sure this has to be some kind of record over the past uh, few seasons that we've seen Manchester City. Because uh, I think they, they probably average like... A shot on target every 10 minutes or so. And the uh, entire game against Southampton, only a one shot on target. And that came right at the end at the 90th minute by Phil Foden. So, it's uh, it, it was really surprising to see them struggle. But I think the Champions League hangover and how Pep Guardiola overplayed the whole being tired kind of uh, thing is kind of backfired on the Manchester City there. How can a team which, has, which can bring on... Mares, Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden from the bench be complaining about uh, the squad being tired. I have no, they have such depth in the squad, they can actually play two different teams. And so that 
excuse doesn't really work so it was really surprising to see them struggle against southampton they did create a few chances but as i said only one shot on target so not getting that final finishing touch uh, i agree with you so i have less to say about the game but a lot more to probably say on on the fact that pep made such a big deal out of them being tired that too so early on in the season and you're right they're actually capable of having two sides which could potentially by the way finish in the top 4 they're so strong both those sides if not actually finish one and two in the premier league so it, it doesn't make sense in uh, crying about the you know tired legs that too again after five games of the season didn't make sense absolutely agree with you it, it's backfired so you know that that's something that pep needs to look at because rather than you know crying about the fixture list uh, the champions really got to put their statement out because other teams are doing rather well speaking of one team that is doing rather well let's just cross to the red half of manchester because they managed to come home 2-1 victors uh, against west ham and uh, a couple of things so first of all i think that west ham went one up if i'm not mistaken but uh, ronaldo managed to pull it back for one for, for one one and it was none other than lingard that actually scored the second goal to put uh, united 2-1 right at the end i think it was the 89th minute and also what i would find interesting is your thoughts on the fact that uh, David Moyes actually got Mark Noble off the bench specifically to take the penalty. So I thought that was definitely a very, very weird decision because it's clear that the man is not going to have been warmed up or been part of the intensity of the game. So I, I don't know what you thought about that. Yeah, I think David Moyes just uh, gifted the victory back to Manchester United with that decision because uh, I, I'm not really a fan of. people being subbed on just for the penalty or towards uh, in such a crunch situation like uh, it happened with england in the euros euros where a couple of guys were subbed on just so that they can take the penalty towards the end at the shootout similar similarly I, this is not the same kind of pressure but it still was a crunch game it still was a very high pressure penalty and coming off straight of the bench i don't think that that works really well and you have 11 players there on the pitch there are proper premier league team i'm sure there there is a player there who wants to take the penalty and is capable of taking the penalty uh, so that should have been done but yes the ronaldo uh, streak continues now three games for manchester united three goals uh, four goals in uh, scoring in all three matches and nice to see jesse lingard coming back i, I mean he's not started but then he's making contributions to manchester united every time he's on the pitch it didn't do quite work his way in the champions league fixture against young boys but then he's made up for it a little bit out here uh, so both he and de gea kind of were you know not at their best at the end of the champions league game and then uh, coming out and pulling off this victory the two of them jesse lingard by scoring and uh, david de gea by saving the penalty has really you know made sure that the at least the premier league campaign is on track absolutely well lingard's contributed in almost each game including the champions league game that was just <laughs> contribution on the wrong end but you're right he made up for it and he made up for it well and uh, scoring against his old team west ham where he was on loan last season so uh, things looking good for lingard i quite like him as well the pain so i'm i'm really hoping that he can contribute to a great extent this season where he can actually extend his contract at manchester united because he's definitely an exciting player moving on the london derby 
Chelsea Tottenham. Convincing victors, Chelsea, I think. What are your thoughts over there? It was 3 0. And uh, I think Chelsea definitely the team to beat in the Premier League this season, more so than City. Oh, absolutely. They've, they've, they are the ones setting the benchmark now with the. Uh... I mean, their their results have absolutely mirrored Liverpool in each uh, week as we go on. But as you said, they've played a couple of stronger sides than Liverpool have, and so and they're looking very steady, very stable, very comfortable in all their wins. Uh, despite this time, the goals not coming from the front three, so to say, uh, but still. Uh, there's plenty of attacking threat. They're very solid in defence. And I think as we watch Chelsea go play more and more games, I'm getting more and more convinced that, you know, they are the side to beat this season. Absolutely agree, Zabain. I think that they're definitely the team to beat. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how uh, things flow from here. Uh, Definitely, definitely looking good. And, it, you know, me as a Liverpool supporter, I still think that Chelsea are the team to beat this season and may actually win the Premier League because they're looking too strong. They have a good enough bench as well. Uh, Timo Werner, I think, is still to hit his stride in a Chelsea shirt. So, watch out for that because when that happens, uh, I promise you hell will break loose because Lukaku's hit the ground running. So, all in all... Chelsea side that is looking increasingly strong as time goes by. And uh, maybe soon the fixtures are going to get a little easier because other than playing uh, City, I think, and, and maybe United, they played they played three tough matches. They played Liverpool, Spurs, and uh, I want to say the match against Arsenal was tough. So, I'll, I'll give them that and I'll give you <laughs> that as well. So, and, and, and since I've ended on that note, Debain, what were your thoughts on the Gunners' victory? I think it was a 1-0 victory for the Gunners. And it was courtesy of Martin Odegaard free kick. Yes. Uh, before we get to Arsenal, I think next next weekend, Chelsea, Manchester City will be when Chelsea can actually lay down the marker saying, you know what, if they beat Manchester City, they can say to the other teams that now you come and get us because we are right there. Uh, and yes, moving on to Arsenal, two back-to-back 1-0 wins. Uh, we didn't speak about it last time also, but not entirely convincing. But the results that we had the first three weeks, this is a much welcome change. The full side is now playing. So you can see that, you know, it'll take a couple of games for them to get to pace, but then they're still there and they're competing and they're not, you know, the defense is looking much more solid, although it was only against Norwich and Burnley. But still, there is some potential that you can see. And the start now doesn't look as bad it was as it was looking a couple of weeks back. So yeah, light at the end of the tunnel. Also, we hope. But yes. <laughs> so we hope, yes. Uh, another team that surprising surprisingly lost actually on the weekend, I believe, is Leicester. Went one nil down to Brighton. Any thoughts on that debate? Or am I wrong about that? Did I make a mistake? Yeah, I think they lost two one to Brighton. Uh, a uh, surprising result from uh, Leicester. I think they are struggling with the injuries that they've had. And uh, it's really not coming together for them. And Brighton, on the other hand, have put in impressive performances right through this uh, start of the season. So, they are, I think, in the top four or five uh, currently in the table. So, they they are at, at fourth. So, they are putting in the performances. They are performing well as a unit. They really struggled to score goals last season. But I think this season, there has been a little turnaround in that. Uh, early penalty for them around the 35th minute. And then Dan- Danny Welbeck put them 2-0 up. 
Jimmy Vardy did manage to pull a goal back, uh, but overall, I think it wasn't Leicester's best performance. Although they had, I think they created more chances, but again, like City struggled to actually have any shots on goal. Absolutely, you're right. Sorry, my apologies. I I already knew that Jamie Vardy had scored. He was in my fantasy team as well. I don't know what I said and why I said one nil. But uh, yes, you're absolutely right in your assessment. I couldn't have summed it up better. So I think, quite frankly, we can leave it at that because uh, uh, Leicester surprising losers and Brighton. Yes, I mean it's uh, it's shocking, but they're fourth and they're actually above Manchester City at the moment. So that's that's probably. Uh, you know, a snapshot of the table that any Brighton supporter would want to really uh, take and save as a memory because that's not really going to happen too often and maybe not going to happen too too much more time in the season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be a, a very big surprise if they're anywhere around the top four come uh, a little later in this season. Yeah, overall, a very good weekend. What's uh, to watch next weekend, Chirag? Well... A couple of things in the Premier League. Definitely, it's going to be City Chelsea because and and let me make it clear for the first time. I think I'm going to back Chelsea on this one, and I actually want them to win. So it's going to be very very interesting because uh, I'm not you know I'm probably the last person to support Chelsea ever, but they're playing some really good football. They look like an amazing unit, and I really want them to do a number on Pep Guardiola's side for the simple reason it's going to make an exciting exciting title race because if Chelsea beat uh, Manchester City and remember I think I think he I, I think they beat them in the semi-final of the FA Cup as well as the finals of the Champions League last year and if Tuchel manages to get the better of Pep again it's only going to anger Pep Guardiola and it's going to make for a wonderful wonderful title race so I really am hoping that happens that's going to be amazing one other thought that I'm going to leave you with is out of the Premier League uh, space but remember like you said Ronaldo three games four goals I think and uh, what's happening to Lionel Messi after leaving Barcelona three games zero goals getting substituted on his first performance uh, uh, at the Park de Prince for, for League One and they really got away with it last minute because of a goal from Mario Icardi and uh, yeah, Messi not very happy on being subbed off by Pochettino. All is not well in the PSG camp and all is not well amongst the Argentinians in the PSG camp. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've not really watched much of PSG's games as of yet. But yes, in the Champions League, they did struggle. I saw the first half of their game and a couple of moments from Messi were there. But uh, I think largely the front three needs a little bit of work, I think, to get in tune and get start working together because right now they're working as individuals but uh, it's not really the combinations are not really happening so it's only once that happens that they will click but and as you said ronaldo is in top form and ronaldo has scored four goals in three games for manchester united on the other hand i think juventus are still still to get a win in their campaign so uh, they they are in the relegation zone after four games in the serie a Oh, well, how often does that happen? So, you can see that, uh, you know, Barcelona probably not at their best after Messi's left them. Messi's not at their best after he's left Barcelona. Juventus in a little bit of a trouble after Ronaldo has left them. Uh, the, the bright spark is Ronaldo and United have, have hit the ground running. So, uh, that's going to be something that, that, that that's definitely going to be to watch uh, the remainder of this season. 
I will also, leave you with one last thought that is a preliminary thought. And that thought is, uh, there is a little matter of a London derby with Arsenal and Spurs next weekend, I believe. Let's not forget that. Absolutely. Next Sunday, Arsenal versus Tottenham should be a good good match to watch also because it's very critical for both teams. I mean, Tottenham started well. The, the first three games getting 1-0 victories on th- in three occasions and then have suffered a 2-3-0 losses. And Arsenal's fortunes have been the other way around. They suffered bigger losses early on and then have been coming up with 2-1-0 victories. So, this is kind of a critical match for both those teams. So, a lot of stake added on to the already existing rivalry and the tension. So, that will definitely be a game to watch. Two two very interesting games, definitely. Uh, there, Manchester City, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal-Tottenham. Both should be fairly interesting to watch amongst the others, of course. Absolutely, pain, And I think that, that pretty much sums up our evening. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, everyone. Thanks all for tuning in. We'll see you on the other side of what's set to be a smashing Premier League weekend. Good night and cheers, everyone. Thank you. Cheers.